As many of you will be aware, we've just finished a sermon series on looking for a leader, where we've been looking at the middle of the book of 1 Samuel. We've got a short break before we start our next series. And today I wanted to encourage us to slow down, to reflect, and remember what God has done. What he's done for each of us and in the world, what he's done in our lives specifically, and how we're encouraged to remember those things in corporate ways in the various contexts of our lives. It's around now in the point of the year that lots of us become very aware that there's not much left of the year. wonder if you're in that spot at the moment. We become aware of all that there is to do and we can have a tendency to get focused on all of that. So today, I wanted us to stop, to rest and to remember. The word remember is listed almost 300 times in the Bible and the concept's there plenty more times. Often it's speaking about God remembering something, but lots of times it's an exhortation or encouragement to us to remember. So easy to forget or to lose the clarity of our focus on something. On Friday night at youth group, the introduction to our Bible study was an activity a bit like Chinese whispers, where we wrote a sentence on a piece of paper and then the person next to us drew a picture based on that sentence. The person next to them wrote a sentence based on just the picture the previous person had written. Next person drew a picture based on that sentence. You can get the impression of what the sentence might have been like by the time it got back to the first person. Quite a fun activity and a reminder to all of us of how easy it is to lose our focus on something um, over time or as things get passed down. And it's important to therefore remember and call to mind the things that we know to be true, the things that we've experienced to be true. There are so many places in the Bible where we see this encouragement. In Romans 12, 1-2, we're urged to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. In Colossians 3, we're exhorted to set our minds on things above, not on earthly things. And more and more, brain science and psychology are also finding the importance of what we focus on being really important to our lives. The quote, what you focus on grows, is a popularised version of much of what's been found in these disciplines and also what's in the Bible in many places. So what should we be focused on? What should we be remembering? At the centre, who God is and what he's done. We remember that he's our creator and redeemer, that he's our strength and refuge, the one in whom we can put our trust. As I was reflecting on this sermon, the hymn, Tell Me the Old, Old Story, kept coming to mind. Many of you will know it. As I read the lyrics of it, I was struck by just how much of it is what we want to remember. 
It's what the person who wrote it wanted to be told, what she wanted to remember. Tell me the old, old story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. Tell me the story simply as to a little child, for I am weak and weary and helpless and defiled. Tell me the old, old story. Tell me the old, old story. Tell me the old, old story of Jesus and his love. Tell me the story slowly that I may take it in. That wonderful redemption, God's remedy for sin. Tell me the story often, for I forget so soon. The early dew of morning has passed away at noon. Tell me the story softly, with earnest tones and grave. Remember I'm the sinner whom Jesus came to save. Tell me the story always, if you would really be, in any time of trouble, a comforter to me. Tell me the same old story when you have cause to fear that this world's empty glory is costing me too dear. And when the Lord's bright glory is dawning on my soul, tell me the old, old story, Christ Jesus makes thee whole. It's the good news of Jesus making us whole, the story of his work that has achieved our redemption, that's at the centre of what we so desperately need to remember. Many of our congregation use the Bible in one year as their Bible reading plan, and those of you who do will have read 1 Timothy chapter 1 during the week, where it speaks of the trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, and it says that by recalling these things, we might fight the battle well and hold on to faith. The Israelites were instructed time and time again to remember who God is and the redemption he'd achieved for them. One of those times was in our Deuteronomy reading this morning. When you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. In other words, remember the Lord who has redeemed you, who has rescued you. In Ephesians 2, Paul encourages the people in Ephesus and us to remember who we, are, we were, that we were separate from Christ, without hope and without God in the world, and that now they and we who are followers of Jesus, who were once far away, have been brought near by the blood of Jesus. What good news to remember. And it says that becomes bigger for us that other things become less important. So as we focus on and remember who God is and what he's done, that the grip of other things in our lives becomes less and we're transformed more and more into the likeness of Christ. It's also important for us to remember the specific ways that God has worked in our lives. The Israelites were told to remember what they'd experienced of God 
The Christians that Paul was writing to were exhorted to remember their specific experiences of God. So what are your specific experiences of God? How did you come to know him? What is your particular experience of being rescued by God? How have you experienced him as your strength and refuge? How have you seen God at work in your life, in you, through you, and around you? I've had James Duff, who's the previous Associate Minister here, doing some training for the Augusta Flinders Bay Beach Mission team. And he's been teaching us a way of sharing our testimony of how God's worked in our life in 15 seconds. It's a useful tool for evangelism, but it's also a useful tool for remembering what God has done in your life. He's taught us to be able to share, there was a time in my life when, and then to reflect on two things that were characteristics of us before we came to know Jesus. So for me, I've thought about there was a time in my life when I was selfish and insecure. Many's taught us to speak about what Jesus has done with words like, but Jesus forgave me and he had me follow him. And then to speak about the change that knowing Jesus has brought with two further words. So for me, and I'm cheating a bit using a few more than two words, I've now found acceptance and a purpose beyond myself. So for me, that would be, there was a time in my life when I was selfish and insecure, but Jesus forgave me and had me follow him, and now I've found acceptance and a purpose beyond myself. What words would you put in each of those places? What two words would you choose about what you were like before you came to know Jesus? And what two words would you put about how Jesus has changed you, how he's continuing to change you now that you know him? As I said, with some more stuff around it, it's a useful tool for evangelism. But the reason I'm speaking about it today is as a tool to help us think about what God has done in us and the difference knowing him has made. I've got lots of specific experiences where God has met me and come through for me. Remembering these times helps me trust that he will meet me and come through again. Amongst many other things, I can recall the way he provided a community for me as a teenager away from home. One of the first times I grasped my sinfulness on a camp Times when money was provided when it was desperately needed. Times when God has brought healing in deep and sustaining ways. Ways in which God has transformed me deeply. Times when specific prayers have been answered. And times when God has worked in me to bring me to a place of deep forgiveness. Remembering these times and the ways in which God has worked in them. Help me trust that he will work in the specific place 
that I'm now in. I wonder what your stories are and what it would be like for you to recall the work that God has done in your life to this point. As we come towards the end of the year, I'd also encourage you to reflect on how God's been at work in you this year. It might be the things that he's been doing individually in you, but it may be something that he's been doing using what we've been focused on together. So perhaps something from the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality series that we did earlier in the year. The Looking for a Leader series, the men's retreat or women's retreat, or something in a small group that you're part of. I wonder whether there's something from one of those times that it would be helpful for you to revisit, both in order to remember and perhaps to continue the work that God's been doing with and in you. You might want to listen to the relevant sermons from our website, look over your notes from a retreat, or re-engage with the day-by-day daily office from the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality series. What would it look like for you to remember what God's been doing this year and to go deeper with God in those things? Finally, I want to encourage us to remember corporately. The Deuteronomy passage that we've read this morning is a classic passage within children's ministry. So it's no surprise that I, the family's minister, choose to use it today. Talks about having who God is and what he's done on our heart and impressing those things on our children and talking about them when we sit down at home, when we walk along the road, when we lie down and when we get up. So all these things that we're talking about remembering, the character of God, who he is and what he's done, we're not just to remember them ourselves, but also to remember them together. Here it's specifically talking about sharing it with our children, but it's also a more general statement about remembering together. Do those around you know the stories of how God's been at work in you? Do your children, your grandchildren and others around you know how you came to faith? Do you discuss what you're reading in scripture? Do you remember together the good news of what Jesus has done? Do you speak specifically about this good news at relevant times as you journey together in life? Of course, instruction is important. We need to know the truth of scripture, the truth of what Jesus has done. We can't remember what we don't know what we haven't experienced. And with that in mind, it's excellent to be hearing from a couple of our parents the impact of learning Romans 8 is having, what impact it's having on them as they learn Romans 8 with their teenagers. But so much of the time, we need to be reminded of what we already know. So like the writer of the hymn I read before said, tell me the old, old story. Tell me gently, tell me in earnest tones and grave. Tell me when the world's empty glory is costing me too dear. We need to encourage one another 
by remembering the old story together. It's one of the important reasons we gather together as God's people here at church and in more informal ways. And often as we share with others and remember together, what we share re-inspires us. This can be truth from scripture or it can be the way that God's been at work in our lives. I had an experience of this during the week as Kieran and I were catching up following him being on camp last week and I shared a deep work God's been doing in me. Already it had begun to fade, but in my retelling it, remembering it, it brought me back in touch with it, able to live into it more deeply. So we have a great opportunity in just a little while to remember what Jesus has done as we share communion together. But how else might you proactively remember over the coming days? Which of the things that I've mentioned has the Spirit of God been particularly prompting you about? Perhaps my comments about knowing Jesus and experiencing God at work in your life are not something you've experienced and you'd like to talk more about that. If that's you, Kieran or I would love to talk with you afterwards. But for others, I encourage you to actively remember over the coming weeks. Remember who God is and all that Jesus has done. Remember how he's worked in your life and share and remember together with your family and others around you. Amen.